Welcome to the Habitat Podcast. My name's Nathan. And I'm Kaylin. And, and we're, we're two guys having a chat about our habitat. Yahoo! There's cities, and then there's smart cities. Smart cities? What's a smart city? Well, I don't know what you're talking about, but let's find out. Okay. Okay. How's it going, Kaylin? Yeah, good, mate. It's a bit weird doing this in um, ISO. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're really utilizing technology to the to the best of its abilities. I know, and, uh, we're testing us and our limits. Yeah, definitely. But, but you know, we're, we're adapting to yeah, the that's ISO right. life. And we're even... <laughs> we're even classic Aussies we're even um, shortening isolation to ISO classic <laughs> just straight up everything everything just has to be shortened and yeah it's got to be made punchy. into its own language that's yeah. right if it's not punchy it's not worth saying that's right yeah no but it's uh, it's kind of fitting that we're talking about technology to start off with because um, oh what a lead in oh my god what a lead in we are pros now we are pros at this <laughs> so humble as well <laughs> so humble but no we're, we're talking about uh, big data and smart cities yeah I'm really interested about this topic because you mentioned it as one of your uh, discussion points but I have no idea what this is going to oh. be this is interesting oh. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, yeah. So it's we're talking on all things data and cities and how those two intertwine. Um, so I think to start off with, uh, it's probably useful to to define what a smart city is. So basically, at the crux of it, a smart city is a city that not to <laughs> I suppose reduce it down to the um, simplicity of a smartphone, but it basically is that it's, it's a city that utilizes data to present the best possible outcome for its users. So, so uh, yep. What? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> quite a, it's quite a, um, a concept to get your head around, but so basically it, the layers of what a smart city is, is, uh, taking data mm -hmm. and applying it into this thing called the internet of things. So everything yes. you think of a smart city, having everything integrated to a wireless network that mm -hmm. analyze that gathers data and then analyzes it and then presents it for its best possible solution in, in a cloud-based format. Okay. Yep. So, um, an example of this, um, just straight off the bat would be um, uh, the streetlights gathering data of who walks by the streetlight. Yep. Now streetlights okay. are on perpetually over time, uh, over the night, yep. over the overnight. Right. Mm. So a smart city would, would be like taking the data of someone walking by and only turning on when that person walks by. Oh, so right. It's, so it's using it to an advantage. Right. Yeah. So it's like advancing technology to make it more adaptable. Is that? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, 
So you think by default, um, cities nowadays are constantly on or they're not, um, I suppose, connected to in like this sort of ecosystem. Mm. So in a nutshell, a smart city would be an ecosystem that's connected to everything. Everything is connected to one another. The roads are connected to the to the buildings, to the to the light, to the lights, to the traffic lights. Um, the traffic lights are connected to your f- cars. The, the cars are connected to people. Um, now, there's a few hurdles that we need to go through to understand how this smart city works. Mm, um, is one the of them thing- like people? <laughs> because exactly, of, yeah. How exactly? Th- th- how scary that sounds. Yeah. Yeah. So basically. You need people to make it a smart city, right? It yeah. needs to be... Well, you need um, people to make it a city, don't you? Right, yeah. Yeah. But in the um, in the grand scheme of things, it needs data for it to be a smart city. Mm. So how do you get data? The smart city needs to receive that data either by picking up literally a movement of someone or it can pick up like some digital ID of someone, usually by wireless connection. Right, so yeah. we all have smartphones, smart watches, smart hats, smart rings. Yeah. Every every th- little yeah. thing like that. So that is always like a a data point for the the city mm. to um, receive receive us as as that um, bit of information. Then from there, it uses that information to make um, smart decisions on the outcomes that. So what would you can like literally take any any sort of like example of um, um, of how a city works um, and apply it to the city will basically know you're there or the city basically knows what's happening it's it's basically yeah. giving an awareness to to a city it's like cctv in without mm. using cameras in a way it's, right it's like a fourth dimension Kind of, that's yeah. blowing my mind. Wow. And this is sort of the, this is the sort of the hurdle and I suppose the, the ethical dilemma that, that mm. I came across in my own research, it was, how do we, how do we regulate this? Because if this is data and we all know how we feel about data at the moment being so um, closely intertwined with like security, how yeah. do we, how do we make sure that doesn't get into the wrong hands, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. It can be our bit, our biggest um, convenience, but also our biggest crutch. Mm, mm, exactly. Yeah. So that's one of the hurdles and one of the challenges that we need to overcome in terms of making a smart city um, feasible and not put anyone's lives in danger. Because basically, what what a smart city will hopefully um do for the populations that live there is make their lives better it's basically that's all a smart city um is fundamentally it's it's all centered around the users and it's all designed to make the lives better yeah so it's trying to solve all those problems that come inherently with a um i don't know what you call it like because a smart city is basically an aware city so what what would a city be now in a sleep city like yeah, unaware maybe, city maybe, you know yeah. <laughs> so it's basically all those all those problems that come with an unaware city um a dumb city 
Yeah, <laughs> dumb city. Dumb city, bitch. <laughs> but um, I mean, I think this is this is something that's going to be um, uh, really accelerating into the future because looking at the stats of um, how many people live in cities at the moment, you know, fifty four percent of people worldwide live in cities. Yeah. Wow. At, at this very at this today, and it's expected that that's going to reach um a proportion that's 66 percent by 2050 yeah wow okay so you know you think of like the general population they're all going to be migrating to these epicenters of um commerce residential and the the challenge of that is how do we accommodate that many people in Mm. a city and how do we mitigate the problems that come with yeah high density living yeah and just to name a few uh would be the um drain of natural resources in that location such as the strain it puts on the water the strain it puts Mm. on power um yeah the build-up of garbage etc yeah yeah and that's exactly yeah and that's one of the um that's one of the sort of problems that it needs to overcome being a smart city how do we you know utilize waste management yeah because yeah waste would be a huge huge thing and you you could think about you know 60 percent, 66 percent of you know the entire global population living in smart cities or cities to um to keep it real so Um, by 2050 yeah would would you say that um smart cities can like are necessary if we're you know going to develop as a society Mm. no that's a really good point and i think um it really speaks to kind of looking at what the model is now looking at um where our cities are at the moment and um a lot of those uh those cities come with those inherent problems of you know energy inefficiencies, waste management inefficiencies, you know, traffic congestions that come with it. You know, you, you look at LA, for instance, you mm. know, they've got two-hour traffic jams, you know. Ugh. That's like the antithesis of, you know, the human experience. Who wants yeah. to be stuck in a traffic jam? Yeah. So if there's a way for, you know, our cities to mitigate that problem by directing, um, you know, vehicle traffic... Mm. efficiently and and through the city almost like yeah. um uh almost like the arterials are like uh, the the blood flow it's it's you know efficiently moving it through mm. through the city through the body it's almost like um just trying to take a really bear with me people uh taking a really abstract look at this but it's almost like a smart city is giving robots eyes yeah because yeah if you think about it right now for instance um the la traffic problem that you brought up before has been something that tesla has been focusing on a lot yeah. uh elon musk in general has been focusing on uh, on we've got now autopilot in tesla's driverless cars so the idea is that you jump in the car that you can do your work for two hours or you can catch up with family or friends for two hours whilst you're stuck in that traffic dram. So Mm. it's not a waste of time. But um, so that's technology. But then that car can't speak to 
any other car other than another Tesla. You know, so it's like it's like it's this blind machine moving through mm. um, society. But if you manage to create a smart city, it knows it's connected to everything around it. So therefore, it has the eyes that it needs to be able to make your life the most convenient it can be. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And yeah, you've touched on a really good point because, you know, Tesla cars might only speak to their own their own kind like they're, yeah. own, they're their own <laughs> yeah, species they're, racist. they're, they're species. Racist. <laughs> um but it, it is a really good point because um and it really touches on this point of um you know data uh sharing and i think this is this is where it's um really a, a sensitive topic for for most people um including myself because um I don't know. It, it, the idea of um, data being fr- uh, shared freely, data is like this this very f- um, valuable resource in this current time. It's you know it's been referred to as you know data is the new oil. It's mm. so it's so valuable um, mm. because you can do so much with it. You can you can tell a lot from it. So I don't know. I just wanted to put that that question out there to you as well. Like what? How do you feel about the whole? um data sharing economy of um like should it be ultimately totally transparent or should there be some level of um security in, involved yeah i mean that's a loaded question in itself but yeah um you know you can see <laughs> the sort way of to like... load me up so. <laughs> <laughs> no i understand i understand the question though and my answer to that's i don't know because we are approaching uncertain unknown times we're advancing to a particular stage of technology that we've never been Mm. in before and we don't know what our vulnerabilities are fully um taking a removed step back i've always been like i'm not interesting enough for people to collect my data and do anything (laughs) with it you know other than try to make my own life more convenient um then it's not going to benefit or not not benefit other people you know it's I'm fine if, you know, when apps ask, oh, can we, you know, know this about you or know this about you? And I'm just like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah, I don't care. I'm download- I've am i opted to download you so you can make my life more convenient and therefore you need this data to analyze how you can make my life more convenient. So go for it. But yeah. it's when we start having a ecosystem like you described where not that app then has connects with other apps and knows my ID and who I am and where I live and what my phone number is. And that's when I start to question the safety because once, once, um, that data can then pinpoint my exact location, um, yeah, then it's like, well, I don't know. I don't know about that because one part of me is, Mm. oh, you know, that's, I'm going to receive marketing phone calls or marketing text messages all the time. And that's going to annoy the shit out of me. And then the other half of me is like, well, you know, it's going to be more convenient in the sense that everything talks to one another. It's all connected. Mm. Um, and therefore I don't, you know, it doesn't matter. I'm, I'm not worried about people knowing where my location is because I'm not that interesting enough of a person to Mm. anyone for anyone to care. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of 
where I'm at. Mm, mm. Yeah, no, that's that's um, that's really valid. I mean, not the point of, you know, you're not an interesting person. I don't don't agree with that. Oh, come <laughs> I mean, on, mate. You're going to make mean, me blush. Um, <laughs> did it work? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you'd be able um, to see on the camera right now. <laughs> No, yeah, and it and it does. Um, I do agree on that on that level of, you know, there there is a fine line between, you know, the integrity of of a smart city being able to um, use that data for only that purpose that it's intended to use. Mm. Um, if that was the case, um, I'd feel a little um, more safer in yeah. knowing that. Yeah. Um, um, although. You know, I suppose you only have to look at some social media platforms and, you know, you look at the terms or you don't even read the terms and conditions. Who am I talking about? Like, what am I talking about? you know, <laughs> you don't you sign up, you sign up to this thing. And in the fine print, it says, you know, you, your data is going to be used X and Y for this purpose, like for targeted ads. And that's why, you know, you search something and you get targeted with these ads. It's like, oh, what the hell? I was only just looking that up and now I'm getting an ad for it. But So is that going to be the case with our smart cities? Are we just going to be like targeted by, you know, ads, for instance, you know, just have these things fly in front of our face and just say, oh, buy this, buy this. Or, Mm. you know, um, that could be like a very, (laughs) almost like a very dystopian way of looking at a smart city. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Just constantly being bombarded with, you know, these, these bats of information. And And then who would uh, want to live in that environment? Yeah. It's a way to push people out yeah Yeah. and i mean like you know we do have the infrastructure to make it make it safe as possible i mean you know even during this um you know coronavirus time you know our government the australian government is testing out the um covid safe app which is technically a a way to um bring awareness to a cloud-based system it's you know it's saying you're in this location you've just passed another person who has either has a virus or a viral um, infection or not. Yeah. Yeah, I know, you know, which is a whole nother. Yeah, that's really interesting that you talk about this um, current pandemic that we're, that we're in because this is a really good example of this topic is we all of a sudden have this technology available to us um, that we might not have utilised before. For instance, us doing this podcast via, you know, web streaming. Um mm. And never thought about before, uh, where everyone's working from home and all of a sudden we become more dependent on this technology. So therefore does our, does our need for that technology to become more for us develop? You know, Mm. it's interesting. It's, um, it's really interesting because I was actually speaking to a, uh, IT, um, a, a friend I have. And he's, um, he's in IT in government, but for the educational department. And he was talking about, we had this, was one of the first conversations that we ever had and it got really intense really quick. But it was basically about um, how we're at this stage in society where technology has developed quicker than we have basically allowed ourselves time to come to terms with it and in a political sense and also in a safety sense. So at the moment, it's not, um, 
it doesn't have any policies surrounding it. Um, what's the word I'm trying to think of? It doesn't have any... You know when... Okay, dumb Kalen moment. You know when you go to Parliament and you make a motion and then they pass that motion in order to protect or serve something? Yeah. Um, legislation. Oh, my God. <laughs> and is back. <laughs> yeah, so we don't have any legislation around um, around computer technology and data and collection and stuff. We have to have privacy and, and uh, privacy protection laws, which we've always had, but we, we don't have it. We don't have a legislation around technology. Um, and it's this particular friend of mine was saying that it's going to reach a point where it gets really, really bad before governments of the world step in and say, okay, we need to legislate this now and we need to actually control this. Um, mm. And that comes down to the level of technology, the advancement of technology we have available to us at the moment. And we're kind of reaching that limit. Um, have you heard of quantum computing? Um, I'm f I've heard of the concept, but mm. if you don't mind sharing. Yeah, I will. For you, Nathan, <laughs> I will. Um, so I watched a little video about this the other day. Um, and basically it's where... So at the moment, our computers process, thing in a process things in a straight line. Hmm. Right, so you have a one and a zero, and they process one zero one one zero one one zero. But imagine if you could process a one and a zero at the exact same time. And okay. it's not until it's observed that it becomes a one or a zero. So therefore, in quantum computing, you can process masses amount of data at the same time. You don't have to go one zero one one zero one zero you can go one 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 zero one 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 zero is the same thing and then mm. you move on to the next thing i don't fully understand the concept because i'm look i'm not an it engineer i'm not a computing engineer i am just a basic bitch kalen so i don't fully understand it i mean i hear what you're saying but i'm still in that camp of i only process the one or the zero <laughs> <laughs> independently <laughs> have you got the one yet I am not at that level of quantum <laughs> processing. Um, either way, basically in a nutshell, it is supercomputers. And it makes our current technology look so subpar, it's not even funny. And they, we've literally reached a physical point of where we can, um, like pro our computering now, like we've literally got uh, technology that is 14 nano. U, uh, it's UM or UN nanometers. I can't remember. Oh, yeah. 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 But basically the size of an atom. We have computer technology that is the size of one single atom. So, so good. yeah, so we're literally reaching the physical limits of our computer technology. So now it's about another way of thinking about it. Okay. So it's about another, okay, what can we do to improve this? Um, so obviously getting smaller got us this far. Yeah. Uh, because you can fit more in, but um, what's next? So this is where yeah, we're talking about Yeah, I mean, you think concept. of like the old, you know, sort of computers um, that they first came up with. They, they were the size of rooms or even buildings, you know. Yeah, exactly. 
you know, and now we can hold a computer in our hand and wear a computer on our wrist and, mm. you know, wear it on our finger as well, like with those um, smart rings as well. Yeah. And now it's sort of getting to the point where it's applying it across our buildings as well, like across our cities, you know, so mm. they become smart in a sense, you know. Yeah. Or like... I think I I think I'm more to conceptualize it in my mind a little bit better is is yeah is to think of it as like more of an aware city. So yeah, it's it's really bordering on this line of um artificial intelligence and you know the proponents for artificial intelligence um you know express their concerns like Elon Musk and um even Sam Harris as well they express their concerns of once you know, we create this awareness in our computers, then it's going to get to the point where it's, it's going to be beyond us. We can't stop it anymore. We, we can't yep. stop it's, it's, um, it's rate of, um, uh, growth. Acceleration. Yeah. Can yeah, we unplug and, it? Well, who knows? Like the, the, the concern is that it probably won't, um, be yeah. able to unplug, be able to, um, because it can um, go unplugged. anywhere. Yeah. Yeah, Unless you it'll, shut off it'll power be to beyond us. That'll yeah. come up with like backup after backup. You it'll know, be like, it'll... I'll fix this problem myself and turn on the power. Ooh, nice <laughs> motorbike. <laughs> Damn. That was so much CO2 just burnt. <laughs> <laughs> and we're talking about how to, you know, save our climate and <laughs> yeah. planet. Oh, so that speak- guy. Yeah, then this guy comes in. So speaking of <laughs> climate and planet. What are your um, what are your expectations that smart cities will impact this? Yeah, I mean, I'm a little bit on the fence at this at this stage. Um, I mean, I have I have concerns about it, everything to do with artificial intelligence um, around that discussion. Hmm. Um, how do we uh, stay confidential with our data that we're freely sharing and like we've signed the terms and conditions as we enter the city like that yeah. we never read the fine print like what we are we actually box. yeah what are we actually sharing with with the city and who can have access to that in terms of organizations government bodies even individuals like could a hacker mm. you know hack into the smart city and then cyber terrorism yeah yeah, yeah i mean there's I feel like those those concerns are really justified in terms of if we're moving everything onto this cloud-based information of um, informational society, then you know where do we draw the laws in in a cyber world? Like, do mm-hmm. laws apply in, to a cyber world? Um, but in that same token, as well on the on the climate change and or climate emergency topic i see smart cities as as a really great way to um uh you know go against and like really heal the planet in terms of um you know the the resource consumption um and uh the general emissions that and waste that cities produce yeah so i think um i mean even in the research um it's predicted that smart cities can can mitigate um, energy or can improve energy efficiencies by thirty uh, percent in yeah. some forecasted um, models. So even in that, you know, there are um, benefits to going into a smart city, but there's also 
you know, like everything really. Yeah. There's always going to be some trade-off. Yeah, that's right. Are you willing to um, hand over your data Mm -hmm. for the planet? Yeah, for the good of the planet. Yeah. (laughs) That's as simple as I can. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, and that's it. It's it's really really strange to think that um, this concept of data is a man-made thing and yet Mm. it's becoming so valuable um Mm. but yeah i tend i'd tend to agree with you um i think it has its benefits climatic Mm. wise and mainly uh surrounding consumption because the more data we have the more we know obviously plain and simple so Mm. if we know um how much electricity we require let's produce that much electricity let's produce no more no less um therefore we're saving energy we're not pumping the grid full of energy that at eventually just runs out because we don't use it all it's just available mm. um you know consumption of water and uh just trying to think of um like food consumption as well what are we most eating what are we most likely to avoid what are we wasting what are we not how much rubbish are we actually producing Hmm. Um, yeah, so I can definitely see its benefits, but like you said, there's definitely ethical issues surrounding its implications, um, implement, yeah, how it's implemented as well. So, hmm. yeah, yeah. I mean, um, ultimately like this is, this is just the exercise and, and a project that's, that's going to be like connecting everything to one another. Um, nothing is going to be independent and what it really reminds me of, um, I watched a, a documentary on um fungi just recently oh, sorry, what fungi so like mushrooms <laughs> oh <laughs> fungi oh my god yeah <laughs> sorry fungi, fungi tomato tomato <laughs> it might be my um victorian ways sorry <laughs> well anyway it's you know it really um it really got me thinking about this topic in terms of um learning from nature in in terms of what it can offer us for our own environments. Um, Basically what it was saying was um, the mycelium network that mushrooms produce Mm. uh, connect everything in the, in, in an ecosystem together. I hope I'm doing that, that justice. Um, I'm not (laughs) oversimplifying such a complex system, but um, how I interpreted it and from what I've gathered is um, basically mycelium is the original internet of the planet. It connects everything together. So trees Whoa. can talk to one another. And I'm like, this is blowing my mind. This is some avatar but, shit. Yeah. But it really got me thinking about this whole smart um, city and big data. It's it's all about energy exchanging. And, and if we're exchanging um, all this data... Um, for an ecosystem like our cities to sort of be modeled off. Like we ultimately want our um, cities to be ecosystems where no, nothing mm. goes to waste. Um, it's fruitful, you know, it's, yep. it's economical, it's, it's efficient. And, yeah, exactly. It's, yeah. you know, <laughs> you could probably, <laughs> you could probably see buildings like skyscrapers as trees in some yeah. weird symbolic way, but maybe a skyscraper, in the shape of a tree. 
Oh my god! How many uni projects were there that were <laughs> skyscrapers? Yeah, skyscrapers in trees. I was oh. really inspired by nature. Yeah, <laughs> it literally is trying to be nature. Yeah. Um, but no, that was just a that was just a really um, uh, sort of like where the penny dropped for me. I was like, oh my god! Like, are we are we destined to sort of just um, learn from nature and then um, replicate it into our own? our own environments mm. you know mm. that that was just something that really blew my mind and well i mean it's a really good fabric to base something off because mm. it's literally the natural way in which the planet operates so it's therefore the most efficient yeah so <laughs> so look to nature to solve our, our problems we already do uh, with yeah. a lot of things so if, if you think of um structural for instance, structural engineering, look at the beehives um, and their mm. honeycomb shape to create volanoid structures. Um, yeah, we already look to nature for so many different things. Uh, our medicine is all derived from nature in one yep. way or another. So, yeah. Yeah, no, that's, yeah, that's so true. Mm. So, um, I suppose with your with your topic of smart cities, what's your ideal utopia? Hmm. Oh, wow. <laughs> Come um, up with it now in 10 words or less. <laughs> design what a smart city would look like. Design what humanity should look like <laughs> yeah. right now. Uh, no, that's a really good question. And I suppose, you know, Maybe it's we do just have that capacity as hu as humans to just you know design our perfect world, really. Mm. Um, and does it come down to just conveniences? Do we literally identify what the conveniences are that we want and mm. design it around them? That's how we design most things. Yeah, I mean, like that's that. Yeah, that's kind of like what you know design is for us. It's it's mm. looking at something and then saying does that actually perform optimally? We're questioning the system in which it's designed in and then yeah. designing something better. It's yeah. Yeah, that's right. It's, it's trial and error and trial and error. And, and for us, we create environments being in architecture. Yeah. Um, and you know, it's, it's literally that is trial and error and, uh, efficiency and form of form, follow function, function, follow form, all of that type of, jargon um but yeah <laughs> all those rules of thumb yeah all those rules of thumb but even if you think of those things being applied to um industrial design which is also impacts our environment so things we physically use and touch um those those particular things all kind of came from the same concept trial and error mm. and make it the most convenient as possible to try to improve our quality of life yeah and i suppose all of that really depends on the data that we receive the data that we can analyze exactly and then you know we you know we look at something gather gather the data say mm. determine whether it works or not yeah evaluate and then go back to the drawing board if it doesn't like it i think the perfect utopia is kind of, is kind of like a mm, it's kind of like one without any problems but I think yeah. um, it's something that like lives harmoniously and like works on a very, very fine balance. Mm. 
that you know of consumption and and output of just basically those two two tendencies um yeah i i i mean i'm ho- i'm in the industry where i'm hopeful that that can be an actual scenario where we can tread along that balance of you know yeah. perfect harmony yeah um but until that stage it's like it's constantly um reevaluating this data and i think i think in terms of the discussion of smart cities i think um this whole data problem needs to be addressed and really thought through um mm. critically because um there is so much um gray area and and clouds sh- surrounding this this data um phenomenon and this in this age that we're in we're in the inf- information age yeah. and we're only just becoming aware of it so um i hope that as we start to integrate smartness into our cities um that it doesn't get too ahead of us yeah we can actually um we can be aware of the choices we're making and and the inherent problems that it might be loaded with yeah basically we need to control it Hmm. in a nutshell um yeah yeah i definitely agree i think it's a really exciting prospect though yeah um Really interesting to see where we're heading and how that's going to impact us, how we can, how that's going to affect us and how we can start uh, using that technology to live harmoniously with our natural environment and um, hopefully take less from it and give more back. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Well, All Nathan, right. this was a very big topic. This was... <laughs> this was... Mate, we've chatted up the absolute... <laughs> crap out of this <laughs> i have no words left you know, i have no words to tell you I have, I have no more words i you remember that analogy about the quantum computing yeah i'm yeah. only interpreting zeros yeah <laughs> nothing absolutely nothing <laughs> i'm just full no off. but I, i'm really i'm really grateful to have this chat with you and yeah no, no, no it's really good it was um definitely opened my mind and i'm gonna start thinking about those tick boxes a little bit differently now. What am I agreeing to? <laughs> Actually reading the terms and conditions. Yeah. Never no get anything done constantly just reading terms and conditions. <laughs> yeah. I've spent my whole life reading terms Definitely. and conditions. I'm practically a lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, all right, ma'am. Well, this has been fantastic. Uh, just a reminder to everybody to uh, find us on social media, whatever platform you are on. Make sure you give us a like. Um, Share us with your friends, get some more Habit Chatters out there and uh, we'll continue the conversation. Um, As always, we encourage the conversation to continue so make sure you jump onto our um, social media platforms and give us us your opinions. Um, General rules are don't be political and don't be a dickhead. That's it. Pretty simple. (laughs) That's all we ask. That's all we ask. Yep. We're about community here. Yeah, thanks for tuning in, guys. Yep. And uh, yeah, from, from us, have a good day. From us to you, have a good day. Thanks for tuning into this episode. We hope you've enjoyed this chat. Feel free to join the discussion by finding us on social media. Here, we really encourage our listeners to get involved and extend the conversation. If there's a topic that you'd like us to talk about, drop us a line. From the Habit Chatters, have a good day. Have a good day.